Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 784 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. I've got a fun show lined up for us. Before we jump in, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to 420 and the 520. Let's send a big fist bump and a thank you shout out to Nailed It Indoors. Let's send a big thank you shout out to my friends, Tim and Amy. Let's send a big thank you shout out to one of my favorite photographers, Doc Grows. Let's send a fist bump and a thank you shout out to Double D and Jacob M. I want to send a big thank you shout out to Zardnok. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Badlands. Let's send a big fist bump to my buddy, Philabong. Let's send a special thank you shout out to Monster Mash. I want to send a big thank you shout out to More Terps. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to B-Bala. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen. And you know, I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends to support the podcast. Before we get too far into the show, I want to talk about a great comedy show that I got to see yesterday. I want to give a shout out to my friends at Comedy Works for treating uh, myself and Miss Dread Vibes like rock stars. We were treated like royalty. Big up, fist bump, shout out to everybody at Comedy Works. Thank you for the great service, the hospitality, and then extra thank you to all of the comedians that we did get to see last night. Everybody was on fire last night. It was such a great show. The show was opened up by a comedian known as AJ Finney. The dude was on fire. He was hilarious. Uh, We definitely connected. We have a lot of shit in common. If you ever go see his comedy, you will know what I'm talking about. The dude is called AJ Finney. Uh, Then we were greeted by a dude named Brant Tobler. I've seen Brant Tobler set several times. He is hilarious. And last night he was on fire. He's getting even better. Uh, And then, of course, the show was headlined by a dude called Ian Fidance. Uh, Ian is always super energetic, super, uh, super hyper. It seems like he's on drugs, but he swears he's not. That's part of his gimmick. He says he hasn't done drugs in several years. Uh, He says that he just did enough to where it's still in him. And I kind of believe it. So the show was great. Shout out to Comedy Works. Shout out to all of the performers. Shout out to the crew at Comedy Works for treating us like rock stars. Extra fist bump and a big hug to Miss Dread Vibes for making it a great evening. You guys go see some live comedy. Uh, I laughed so hard that my, uh, I don't even really have abs, but the, the, where my abs should go, those, they kind of hurt today. And the, I laughed so hard that there's, I like was reaching to move my sunglasses on my head last night. Cause it felt like I had had my sunglasses on my head too long and it, cause it was hurting in a weird spot. So you guys go see some comedy, go take too many dabs in the car, then go check out some good comedy. Cause that is a great time. I think that's all I really wanted to ramble about here at the start of the show. Let's talk some business. This episode of the show is brought to you by our friends at seedsherenow.com. Our friends at seedsherenow.com are going to give away a pack of Irie genetic seeds here on the podcast. We will talk more about that later in the show. I want to jump into a YouTube comment. I really like this comment. I don't read a lot of YouTube comments on the podcast here. They've got to be good comments. They do. uh, I don't see all of the YouTube comments. There are a lot of them. I don't check them as uh, frequently, as diligently as I should maybe. But I did like this one. This one did stand out to me. It came from our friend Zachary Johnson. Big up to Zachary Johnson. Thank you for listening to the podcast, my friend. It says, I am loving the older episodes as much as the new episodes. Thank you. That's a reminder, you guys. This is episode 784. There are 783 other episodes on YouTube that you may not have listened to. 
I encourage you. I invite you. Uh, I implore you. Is that the correct word here? Is that the correct use of that word? Somebody check my grammar uh, comment about it. I encourage you to go listen to those old episodes. Just because they're old, because they weren't put out today, doesn't mean there's not a lot of gems, a lot of gold information in those podcasts. It's still very useful info, uh, very educational, informative, and entertaining podcasting, if I do say so myself. So I encourage you guys to go check out all of those older episodes. People say, hey, dude, I miss you putting out two episodes a week. I used to do that. It's overwhelming. Can't do it. Uh, they say, I wish there was more podcasting. There's a lot of old shit that I bet you didn't even listen to. Go check it out on YouTube. It's good stuff. You will learn a lot. It also goes on to say, it's also nice to see that your opinions and methods have changed over the years, which means we are learning. Uh, yes, absolutely. I wanted to talk about that briefly here. My opinions, my methods, my approach, my understanding has changed so much over the past few years since I started this show. I'm probably coming up on, I don't know if it's seven or eight years since I've started this podcast, 785 episodes. So that's at least five, six, maybe seven years I've been doing this show. If I haven't changed my ideas, my methods, my approach, my techniques, my understanding that I was not doing anything right at all, I was standing still. So I've learned so much. I've gone from being a, uh, a small closet grower to a tent grower to a basement grower to a trap house grower to a semi-commercial quasi-legal commercial grower to a full-on commercial cultivator to a commercial cultivation consultant. Uh, I've gone a long way in my cultivation career. There was a lot of C-word letters in that sentence. It was really hard not to stumble over all that. But I've been in this cultivation game for so long that if my methods, techniques, and ideas didn't change over all of those drastic shifts, I would have not gotten anywhere. I had to learn on the fly. When I went from a tent, from a closet grow to a tent grow, it was a totally different environment, totally different ball game. Everything was different. The airflow was completely different. When I went from the tent to the basement grow or the one room in the basement grow, that was a full-on different ball game. Then when I opened up the entire basement and put the grow in there, that was a fully different ball game. Then we started building trap houses and flooding those with plants and lights and that was a totally different situation trying to duct the heat from one room to another because the other room was getting too cold. And I learned so many things just by doing it. Trial by fire is kind of how I say it happened. Then I got thrown into the commercial growing environment. That was such a huge learning curve. When I jumped into that, uh, I was doing, I was hand mixing bottled nutrients in a little cup and just hand watering plants. And then it was time to go into the big boy grow and mix up 300 gallon reservoirs and make sure I'm getting that shit right and document everything and then water every plant properly. It went from hand watering every plant myself to having machines where I could push a button and 500 plants would get water all at once. And it was amazing, but it was such a learning curve. If I did everything the same now that I did uh, back in the day in my first couple of grows, it would not work. Things would fail. The... Um, first of all, my education, just from doing it, being around the plant, I've learned so much. It's like almost any job or art or skill that you develop, the more you do it, you're going to get better at it. You're going to see things. If you're paying attention, you're going to see things and start learning the signs and the hints and you'll be ahead of, I may see a calcium deficiency before most people. I may see a nitrogen problem before some people. I may hear an environmental uh, piece of equipment go wrong before some people just because I've been there so much. I'm not saying I've been there more than you. I just have been there a lot. So I've got a lot of experience. But having done all of these tasks so many times, I'm very comfortable and very familiar with these things. And I see things and start learning things. And I take in data very quickly. And I've got a good data processing center in my brain. And I can just see I get warnings a little more quickly. My check engine light will come on before most people's and it'll identify a problem before most people. I'll see that 
calcium deficiency, maybe maybe before the other grower. I may see that nitrogen deficiency. I may notice an environmental factor went wrong. Some machine broke down. Just being in the grow so long has made it so easy for me to identify things. But what I had to do quickly was adjust to new equipment. When I got into the commercial grow, everything was bigger. Everything was industrial grade. I'm not buying things for uh, just a whole bunch of small Walmart dehumidifiers like we used to do in the tent grow. I have to go buy big Quest and Danby dehumidifiers. It's a big uh, 30 to our three ton, 30 ton air conditioners. Now it's a big difference than it used to be uh, running the 12,000 BTU air conditioner in the basement. So, so many things have changed. So everything has changed. The plants have changed. I have changed. The technology has changed. Uh, the technology has come so far. The lighting is way different. When I was first doing this, everybody was running HPS lights. Everybody was using uh, big, gigantic fixtures. Now we've all got a bunch of little tiny LED lights. Back in the day, it was so much air conditioning had to be used. Now that the lights are better, we don't have to use so much air conditioning. The skills, the growing, the plants have come a long way. We've got better plants. We've got better plants available to us. Uh, we've got better nutrients. We've got better technology. We've got access to so much information. With legalization, now I can Google so much stuff. Before, uh, people in non-legal states would be afraid just to Google how to grow their plants because they may get in trouble for that somehow. They didn't know how, but they knew it was possible. Maybe they'll get in trouble just for their damn Google search. So technology has brought us a long way. I have come a long way. If you guys are still trying to grow the way that you grew two, three, five years ago, You've got to adjust and adapt, learn a few more things, maybe find some new equipment. Don't be the dinosaur. Don't be stuck in the old technology. I do believe if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But if we don't try new things, how do we improve? How do we get better? Don't be afraid to take some risks and try new things. Every artist that you've ever heard about, every musician, every filmmaker, everybody that's been successful that you have heard of has taken a major risk in their career and had faith in their skills that they were going to do it. So have faith in yourself and the grow. Don't keep doing the same shit you've been doing for the past five years. It's a new year. This episode is going to come out right around the second week of January. Start this new year by learning some new skills. We said we were going to learn some new shit. Take a risk. What's the risk you're going to take this year in your grow to learn and improve? So don't be afraid to learn some shit. I've come a long way. If you listen to the old episodes and you hear that I was doing this and mixing this way and watering this way and doing this, and I say something different now, don't say, oh, he changed. He said something different. Say, oh, that guy evolved and he's doing things differently because in his experience, his research, he's noticed maybe there was a better way and he's trying something different. And I try to share that with you guys. Um, I know a lot of people really follow my guidance, my advice. You uh, buy the products I recommend. I appreciate that. That's why I don't go recommending a lot of products because um, it's you can grow with a lot of great things, but I like some specific shit. Find what works really well for you. And don't be afraid to switch it up and try new shit. All right. Um, there has been a big evolution in uh, me as a person, in the grow, in my business, and in the podcast. And thank you for noticing my friend, Zachary Johnson. Now, I did say that this episode was going to be about powdery mildew. I've gotten several messages and emails about powdery mildew. Somebody even brought it up on my Instagram live show recently. They say, how can I get this powdery mildew off of the buds? Will spraying it get rid of the powdery mildew? What can I do? The quick answer is yes, you can spray some products on your plants to get rid of the powdery mildew. It will not look like it's there. It will wash it off your clients, customers, whoever will never know that it was there. You can even do a bud wash at the end, make it super clean. But guess what? If you don't correct the entire room, the entire situation, that powdery mildew will keep coming back. There's something more than just powdery mildew causing the powdery mildew. That is a 
a symptom. That is a sign that there's a problem. Something is wrong in the room and is being shown to you by powdery mildew. It is probably an airflow problem. It's probably a moisture problem. It comes down to most likely a VPD problem. That is a vapor pressure deficit problem. That is a math equation evolving your temperature and humidity. If you don't understand that, it's not too important. We will stick with temperature and humidity. A lot of times when the lights go off in the grow space, the humidity spikes. Oftentimes when the lights come on in the grow space, the humidity spikes. Those spikes, you're getting a high humidity point in the room. The plants are not prepared for that. Your ventilation equipment is not prepared for that. You're getting a big spike in there. That is oftentimes what triggers the powdery mildew. So one thing I would recommend is correcting the spikes that happen when the lights come on and when the lights go off. I mean temperature spikes because it's been whatever degrees in the room and now the light either goes off or comes on. It's going to change probably somewhere between 7 and 12 degrees quite quickly in that room. The temperature is going to spike or drop if the light's going off or on, and that's going to affect the humidity tremendously. Depending on the size of the room, how many plants you've got in there, that will affect the humidity really strongly. I would recommend getting some sort of a monitoring system that will real-time monitor the relative humidity, the temperature, and even possibly do the equation and monitor the vapor pressure deficit in your grow space at all times. Then look at the chart after two or three days of cycling on and off and see what's happening. It lights on and lights off. See how those spikes are going. Then let's figure out if we can set up some sort of airflow system. Is there an exhaust vent or an exhaust fan or a blower that we can turn off or on at the correct times to correct this spike in humidity? Maybe it's a drop in humidity. Depends on what's going on in your room. Also, it greatly depends on what's going on in the adjacent rooms. If you're uh, if your grow is up against the outside, so this wall right here is an exterior wall. If the grow's up against that and it's snowy outside, you got different opportunities for different climate changes when that light goes off. If it's up, that's a, that's a, honestly a bathroom on the other side of that wall. So if the grow was in there, it wouldn't be as drastic of a change when the lights go off because this room is temperature controlled. So that's also going to play into uh, some of your humidity and temperature and uh, VPD swings in your light change. Another thing to think about is something I kind of mentioned a moment ago. When the lights go off and when the lights go on, how drastic is that temperature swing? A moment ago, I did mention the temperature change when the lights go off and on. I did say that it would be somewhere between 7 and 12 degrees. I wouldn't like to do much more than that. When the lights go off or go on, I like to keep that daytime and nighttime temperature as close to the same as I can as possible, but no more than 10 to 12 degrees in difference between your day and night temperature. If it's 87 degrees in there with the lights on and it gets lower than 77, maybe like 75, 74, 73, that big temperature swing does give you the opportunity to get powdery mildew in that room. The main things I would think about is keeping the air moving in the room. Don't let stagnant air stay in the room. Exhaust and replace that air in the room. Do you have an exhaust fan removing the stagnant humidity out of the room? Do you have passive intakes? Do you have uh, active intakes bringing fresh air into that room somehow? I like to bring fresh air in low and suck that old hot humid air out at the top. Are you doing something like that to replace, replenish, and recycle that air? You don't want that old air in the room all the time. We need fresh air. So let's have old air going out, new air coming in. Let's keep plenty of fresh air moving around. Then let's avoid microclimates. In a big grow, you may have fans every three to six feet or something like that. But there's So let's say that there's a light right there. There really is a light right there. We don't have to pretend. You can see it reflecting off my hand. There's a light right there also. They're about two or three feet away from my hands. Let's say that maybe right here where the iPad is, that might not get enough airflow because there may be a plant here and a plant here and a plant here and a plant here. 
and all around and here a plant and there a plant and everywhere a plant plant but guess what right here by the ipod maybe over here by the microphone just maybe might not get enough airflow because the canopy is built up so densely you're going to create microclimates and here is going to be a completely different climate than over there by the lights and up here by the top of the canopy and over here and over here this is going to be it's all it might be slightly different everywhere so have a good movement of air maybe put a fan on the floor blowing the air back up maybe get a howitzer fan and hang it from the ceiling uh, what that fan does, instead of blowing the air left and right, it sucks the air up. So the air that is down low, it pulls it up and shoots it up to the ceiling and stirs the air. So if you're operating with CO2, uh, the CO2 is heavier, it will fall to the floor. The howitzer fan will pick it up, bring it up towards your plants again, shoot it to the ceiling. It's heavy, so it will fall again, mix with the oxygen. It'll keep cycling back in. So if you're running CO2, definitely use that howitzer fan or a fan on the floor pointing up. But my point is, avoid microclimates. We want air moving around. Another way we can prevent powdery mildew is to keep leaves from touching each other. The plants need a little bit of space. The leaves can touch each other, but not excessively. If you've got two plants, give them some breathing room. Think about uh, if I just walked up to you in a room at a warm grow space, and I just put my hand on your shoulder all day. It's not that annoying, but after a while, it's going to get hot. It's going to get a little bit sweaty. It's going to get uncomfortable. Imagine the leaves of the plants just touching each other all day. They don't want that. That also tells them you shouldn't grow out any wider. You've got to grow up and get stretchy because there's nowhere else for you to go this way. So go up. So keep your plants a little bit. Give them some growing distance. Give them some space. Another thing I'm going to recommend is don't overwater your plants. Understand how much water to put into that room. The amount of water that you put into those pots is how much water those plants let back out into the air. If you're overwatering, they're going to let out more water. There's also going to be naturally more water in the air. So pay attention to your watering and also your watering schedule. That could have something to do with that. I like to water, if possible, right when the lights come on. As soon as they come on, get them wet. Get them watered right then. That way they've got all day to drink that water. When the lights go off, they've got all night to metabolize. That's the most productive way to water the plants, in my opinion. Uh, if you're running hydro, if you're running cocoa, water as needed. I understand we've evolved so far. We've changed. Like I said a moment ago, shit's different now. People are doing hydro and stuff. Also, let me stay focused here. Another thing you can do is defoliate. Take off some of that excessive leaves. Also, so if your pot is here, maybe take off the lower six inches of just leafy junk on the bottom of that plant because that can trap a little, like I said before, a microclimate, that lower area of the canopy uh, all the water goes into that pot. The lights get warm. The water starts going up. That area right there at the bottom, that's where you're going to find a lot of humidity. You'll see a lot of powdery mildew start right there in that area. So you can do defoliation. You can do a little bit of lollipopping and cleaning up the bottoms of your plants. That will definitely help minimize the options of powdery mildew. But the main thing you've got to do is treat the room. If we don't repair, treat, and correct the room, the powdery mildew will keep coming back. Get your exhaust fan dialed in. Get your intake fan dialed in. Get your airflow dialed in. Get all of your fans in the right place. Get the humidifier and the dehumidifier dialed in. So get that temperature dialed in. Get your humidity dialed in. Get the overall vapor pressure deficit dialed in in the room. Then make sure that you've got plenty of air movement, air circulation. Then make sure that you've got air replacement. Make sure you've got an exhaust fan removing that old air. Make sure you've got some sort of intake. Is there a way for fresh air to get into that room? Also, are you supplementing with CO2? If you're supplementing, maybe don't get rid of all that air as frequently, but do keep that air moving around as often as possible. Then give the plants a little bit of space, give them some room, defoliate them, don't overwater, and that should help you with your powdery mildew problems. There are uh, 
a thousand products that I could tell you to spray on these plants. There are a thousand things I could tell you to do to these plants, but unless we treat the room, this powdery mildew will keep coming back. So the first thing we've got to do is correct all of the issues in the room. Maybe the first thing we've got to do is identify why we are getting the powdery mildew. So we've got to check that temperature, the humidity, the VPD. We've got to make sure we've got circulation and air replacement. Then let's also check on the temperature and humidity changes when the lights go on and the lights go off. Make sure the humidity is not getting too drastic at that time. Make sure it's not getting too hot or too cold. And that should help to get rid of or at least to minimize powdery mildew problems. Another thing we've got to think about is strain selection. If you know that you're in an area where you can't control the humidity properly, especially a greenhouse or outdoors, that's when it does come to selecting proper strains for your environment. All right, that was my quick report on powdery mildew. I hope I helped out your garden. At the start of the show, I did say that we were going to give away a pack of seeds. This seed giveaway is sponsored by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. Make sure you check out SeedsHereNow.com for their current sales and their current inventory. Once again, SeedsHereNow.com. Now quickly, it is real easy to win a pack of seeds on this episode. All you have to do is comment on the YouTube video. Let me know why you think SeedsHereNow.com should give you a free pack of Irie Genetic Seeds. That's right. Go leave a comment on this episode on the YouTube channel and let me know simply why SeedsHereNow.com should give you a free pack of Irie Genetics Seeds. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pimps and hoes, friends and foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, all of you beautiful cannabis enthusiasts out there, I do want to thank you once again for listening to another episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. If you have any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. The email address is growfromyourheart at hotmail.com. Don't be shy. Send me your grow questions. Send me all your feedback. I would love to hear from you. Also, make sure you check out the Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash growfromyourheart. Everything else you could possibly need is on my website at iregenetics.com. All right, that's all I've got for you for this episode. I'll be back in one full week with fresh new content. I want to give a big shout out to my buddy Newbie Nugs. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mama a hug for me.